you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the sticks. Week two of the NFL season is here. We've got an unbelievable slate of college football games. We're going to try and get to as much of this as we can on today's episode. Start off with a little NFL football, and then we'll transition into uh, really just 30 minutes of preview in the Miami-Appalachian State game, Bucky. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. I promise. Maybe, maybe 25 tops. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I can't complain. You know, it was, it was funny when you're looking at uh, – college football matchups because the season starts ahead of the NFL season you know we had a week like last week where there were no games between top 25 teams and then uh, I was looking at the NFL slate and you kind of realize the NFL there's really no bad games no I mean you might have a team that's a little bit down but they all have a puncher's chance um that's what I love about the NFL Buck it's just each and every week you better show up or you're gonna get beat yeah, you have to bring your A game. If you don't bring your A game, you're subject to beat. We saw the number of close games. That's the thing that's telling to me. The parity in this league between the have and the have-nots is significant, but all the games come right down to the end. All right, well, let's not mess around. I want to do what we did last week. I thought we had some fun with this where we do a little Q&A. We okay. go through each game. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, ping-pong back and forth here. Uh, you start us off with uh, a question you have in the Thursday night game, and then I'll just go from there, and we'll go back and forth. One question for every single game on the NFL slate. Start us off, Buck. Okay. Uh, the Jets at Bills. Can Rex Ryan get that offense back on track? Ooh. Uh, not this week. Not against that front. I mean, you saw Leonard Williams and company. Leonard Williams was dominant last week for the Jets, and now you're going to be at full strength. Mo Wilkerson, we saw what he did last, and now you're going to bring in Sheldon Richardson, throw him in the mix with what you already have up front? Man, I, I don't know. Tyrod Taylor could not get rolling last week against the Baltimore Ravens. 
I don't like this matchup for the Bills. I know they're at home here, Buck. I, I think they're going to have a tough time getting that offense cranked up. I think they could have a, t- a, a tough time getting uh, cranked up. I was disappointed in Tyrod Taylor's play. I thought he would kind of pick up where he left off last year. Sammy Watkins is a little gimpy. Could be tough for the Bills to get going against the Jets. And I also look for Darrell Reeves to bounce back with a big performance. All right, Cowboys at Redskins. This is the easy, obvious question. Is Josh Norman going to travel with Des Bryant? I, I think he has to. I think all the criticism that the Redskins coaching staff has endured this week for not allowing him to travel and match up with Antonio Brown. I think we will see him play Des Bryant extensively in this game. And in the past, he's been very, very successful against Des. Des has to bounce back because he had a tough game in week one against DRC Dominic Rogers Cromarty. I think he has to get into the groove. So I'm looking forward to seeing these guys match up against each other. But I look for Des to have a big game because they're going to try and diagram some things to get him open down the field. All right, I'm going to give you three options here on this game. Um, these are the options of a defensive coordinator that you have. Joe Barry's got to make this decision this week. Okay, you have Josh Norman travel is A. Okay. All right. Option B is you put your number two corner on yep. Des, Bashad Breeland, but you give him safety help. So you leave Josh Norman alone on Terrence Williams. That's yep. option B. Option C is you put your number two corner, Breeland, on their number one wide receiver, Des Bryant, and you give him no safety help. That's what they did last week. Just tell me option C is not I'm going to take option C off the table. But I do think option B is the way that a lot of teams will operate. It's a Patriots thing. It is the Patriots philosophy. The Patriots typically will take their top corner and put them on your second best receiver and then double team your number one to make sure that no one is able to get off and you're forced to really throw to your third option. Josh Norman – traditionally has played on the left side. And so you have to make sure that he's comfortable bouncing and playing on both sides of the field. But I think this is a game where you have to match him up against Des because in a couple of weeks you got to deal with Odell Beckham too. There, there you go. All right, what's the next one here, Buck? You got a question for me? <laughs> so we got the 49ers at the Carolina Panthers. And do you believe that Blaine Gabbert can get it going against the Carolina Panthers? Defense? No, 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 I don't. No? Uh, they scored 28 points last week. It was an ugly 28 points, Buck. I, I, look, I, I don't think they will. I think they're – you know, their offensive line uh, is going to have a challenge against this Carolina Panthers front. I know the Panthers are young in the back end, but I don't think they'll be able to take care of it. And I will say that the Panthers linebackers are going to buzz underneath some of these underneath balls, and they're going to get their hands on them. Okay, over under 200 pass yards for Blaine Gabbert. Over under 200 passing yards? I'll take uh, – ooh, that's a good number. You gave me a good number right there. Good number. He had 170. Everyone talked about how great he played at 170. Yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll go under. Okay. I'll go under on that. All right, let's go. A Bengals-Steelers, huge matchup here. Um, I will say – which run game gets gets more in this game? The Bengals run game or the Steelers run game? Oh, I think the Steelers run game gets cranked up. D'Angelo Williams has been remarkable. I want to know what that fountain of youth that he found <laughs> and discovered. Yeah, the way he's running, the way he's been running for them consistently since last year, he's been a, a handful. And I think that offensive line, we're, we're going to have a video that I'll post later where we break down the offensive line versus that defensive line. The Steelers offensive line is playing at an unbelievable level. I think they get it done against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and we'll touch on it in that video about the Steelers' tight ends being a big factor in that run game as well. I like the Steelers as well, Buck. Now we've got the uh, the Saints and the Giants. Are you believing in the Giants' defense? I'm in, I'm in. I watched that tape, Buck. I thought up front, JPP looked like he was back to form. He looked outstanding, winning outside, winning with some, some inside counters as well. Um, Olivier Vernon at the point of attack is outstanding in the run game. You look at Snacks Harrison doing a nice job inside, but I think Jonathan Hankins might be the most underrated player on that defense front, maybe one of the more underrated defensive linemen in the league. He got after Travis Frederick a little bit from the Cowboys, so I think their front is very legitimate. I think they're going to pose a huge problem for the Saints. Um, look, it, 
I think the Saints will still score some points. The Saints' defense is terrible as always. I think the Giants win a higher scoring game in this one. Yeah, I think this is a big week for the Giants because they kind of piqued their interest with the way they played the Dallas Cowboys in terms of on defense. If they can come with a great effort against the New Orleans Saints and really show down, slow down Drew Brees in that offense, then I think you really have to consider that Steve Spagnuolo may be having the right pieces to do what he wants to do defensively. By the way, I'm going to get way ahead of myself before we move on to the next game. If you're Eli Manning, let's say the Giants get in the postseason. You just you call your brother and say, Peyton, you have nothing to do. You work for me now for the postseason. You're my, you're my other set of eyes. And you're going to come in here. You're going to stay at my house, you know, with you, so you can play with your your nieces and nephews when you want. But yeah. you're going to work for me for the postseason. <laughs> I want you breaking down film. I want I want to know everything about these teams I'm playing. That's what Peyton Manning's known for. That preparation, help help a brother out, literally. I I, I believe he's already kind of he's bo- already employed. I, I think he's already bombarding him with phone calls. I <laughs> he has to still have that. It's just been a part of him for so long. I definitely believe that Eli Manning has a little extra help with Peyton Manning coming on board. I do wonder if he's going to be on the payroll though. We could. He's making them nachos. Coach. What's he making? Nachos. <laughs> oh, yeah, the nachos. Yeah, I'm making nachos. <laughs> Pencil in for Tuesday. You notice Sully doesn't have anything to say in the pod until we talk about a Tennessee player. No. He jumps right in. Oh, uh, yeah, right Rocky Top. Golly, that is nachos. Nasty, nasty Tennessee jacket you're wearing. And uh, Kent's, got, uh, Kent's got a Miami gear. Oh, Miami nice. shirt on back here. Nicely so. done. Yeah. Yep. Yep, your uh, right. opponents this week. All right, you're just giving me incentive to crank through this NFL so we can get to these college games. Yes. All right, Dolphins, Patriots, Bucky. Um, can the whew, there's some good questions in here mm-hmm. can the Miami Dolphins generate some big plays in the passing game against the Patriots yes they can take some shots and I think they will take some shots the Patriots typically do a good job of keeping the ball in front of the defense. Uh, maybe the pace and the rhythm of the Miami Dolphins offense will generate some big play opportunities. I think the guy who could be the big play artist, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills catch had the ball. you got to catch the ball, dude. I know he had a big drop against the Seattle Seahawks, but I think it's telling that he was able to uncover against the talented secondary. I don't think the Patriots secondary is up to the Legion of Boom. They do a great job of scheming and finding a way to get it done. However, I think Kenny Stills will have some opportunities. Let's see if Ryan Tannehill can put it in his breadbasket, see if they can cash in. Yeah, I think you're going to see another good game, though, from Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you see them get the ball out quick. and they've. Uh... It has to come out quick but because the Miami Dolphins offensive line gave the Seattle Seahawks problems in that Oh, their defensive front. Game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that defensive front line is going to be a, a problem. Sue and company. All right, Chiefs and Texans, Buck. Chiefs and Texans. Let's see. Are the Texans better equipped to deal with the Chiefs now that Brock Osweiler is a oh, quarterback? absolutely. Yeah, it's a huge, <laughs> huge jump up. And you look at his numbers last week, and you had some drops in that game as well for Houston. I'll tell you what, the key to this game to me is if the Texans can get up early and unleash that pass rush with that trio they can throw at you now with, with J.J. Watt another weekend, see if he looks a little bit more like himself. Wasn't all the way back last week, but with Boy Merciless is playing the way Clowney's playing, and now you get J.J. Watt in there healthy. Man, you do not want to get down early against the Houston Texans. No, you don't. You don't want to have to deal with that pass rush. Uh, Romeo Cornell has all the pieces at his disposal where he can attack you in a variety of ways. We've talked about it on previous podcasts. Uh, J.J. Watt lining up beside Jadavian Clowney really frees up Whitney Merculus on the backside. That's a dangerous tandem. So if I am the Kansas City Chiefs, we got to make sure we keep this close so they can't tee off on Alex Smith in the, in the backfield. All right, we've got uh, Titans, Lions, and can Matthew Stafford 
keep this pace up in this game, what we saw last week against the Colts. I'm going to go all in on Matthew Stafford. I think he may be the next great quarterback in the league. And I know he's been in the league since 2009. But in studying him this week, um, I'm really impressed with the way that he's playing. Backs and, and tight ends. Yeah, and it reminds me of when I was in Green Bay when Sterling Sharp uh, was forced to retire. Brett Favre's game went to another level because he was forced to exhaust all the options in the passing game. He was forced to find a way to distribute the ball to other guys as opposed to locking in on the top target. When Calvin Johnson retired, it put a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford to really diversify his game. And what I'm seeing is a guy that is managing the game better. He's playing at a high level. And I'm the Jim Bob Cooter. He has been ridiculous. In his last nine games, 71% completion rate. He has 22 touchdowns and only two interceptions. Passer rating 112.5. That's crazy. I'm going to double up on questions in this game just real, real quick. Last week, Derrick Henry got five carries. How many carries does he get this week? He has to get 13. He has to get at least 13. He has to be a bigger factor. Uh, I like DeMarco Murray, but I think Derrick Henry is a better talent. Quick Derrick Henry question here. When Do you, do you think he's going to start by the end of the year? I, I drafted him in my fantasy league. I give, give me a number. I thought, I thought. Look, I thought he would take over this position by the fifth or sixth week. I, I, I was thinking fifth or sixth too. Actually, I was uh, sixth week. Yeah, easy. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a matter of time. Marco Murray I think catching the ball a little bit though. Yeah, I think it's a matter of time before they flip. I think those guys can can do some interchangeable responsibilities. Derrick Henry has caught the ball better than I think most people expected. He's also looked quicker in the hole than I think many of us envision Laterally, him yeah. doing coming. So I think it's a matter of time before he goes to number one. But both of these guys will play. And he's going to be a touchdown hawk, too, because he was money inside the five-yard line. <laughs> so good for you on the on the fantasy side. That was side. my fantasy move. Ravens-Browns, nice. Buck. Uh, the biggest question is, what does Hugh Jackson do with Josh McCown? They invested so much time in RG3 during the offseason. What does he do with him? I still think you got to take shots down the field. And you you go back and watch their game against the Eagles. There's three big drops in that game. Gary Barnes dropped two. Corey Coleman dropped a slant, which would have been a big play. But they did generate some plays down the field. And another fantasy note for you. I'm in this league. I've never done a league, a fantasy league where you have, like, the fake money deal, you know. So you oh, have to, yeah. Like, spend the salary money. cap. You have a cap. You have 2000 Auction eight. draft. Yeah, well, it wasn't an auction draft. You have $2,000 on the waiver wire for the year. So you have to uh, bid, you bid on players that are on waivers. So you can they're only blind, go to waivers so much. They're blind bids, so you don't know what everybody else is bidding. Right. So I, I took a big chunk of my yearly budget and, and put it in for Terrell Pryor. Oh, picked him up because when I watched that tape, it wasn't just the big play he made down the field. But he's a, he's not a bad route runner underneath. I mean, they, he's can, done a lot of work. They can really start to feature him, and when when you get um, Gordon healthy or off suspension on the other side of the field, will take some coverage away. I think you could have a surprisingly uh, good year there for Terrell Pryor. So uh, they need to take some shots down the field. But man, at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens defense looked like they were back last week. Yeah, young, spry, feisty, I don't nasty. think you see a lot of points from the Browns in this game. I think the Ravens win a low-scoring game. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. All right, with you. We got Seahawks at Rams. Bucky, which offensive line is worse? That's a tough one. But after watching the L.A. Rams get absolutely <laughs> blanked, by the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers team that I think is okay, but I don't think they're great. Not bad up front on um, defense. Yeah, I, I think the L.A. Rams have, have problems. I think Havenstein had a tough time with power in that game. Greg Robinson continues to be an underachiever uh, despite being the second overall pick in the draft. They have to find a way to win at the line of scrimmage because without the offensive line being able to compete, their best player is nullified. And so they have to have a way to get Ty Gurley 
20 to 25 touches, and he needs to have 100-plus rush yards. Starts it up. For They're going to have to figure out how to get him a variety of touches, though. To me, you're just going to line up and hand it off to him. I, I don't know. you got to be a little bit more creative with how you use Todd Gurley. I can catch. He can run routes. Let's get him involved in other areas. But there's uh, they just didn't look like a very good football team, Buck. All right, next one, Bucks and Cardinals. Bucks and Cardinals, like I, I've asked you this before, but are you buying into Jameis Winston being an elite quarterback real quick? Oh, I'm all in. You know that. I mean, I think you see him take that next step. And to me, I was trying to think of who he reminded me of from a standpoint of, man, there are no – I guess Eli a little bit, although now with, with the McAdoo offense, you see Eli being a little bit more efficient underneath. Remember early in Eli's career? Maybe that's the comparison for Jameis. Eli was hero or zero, man. It, we all, are going all, downfield, and we're going to big, big chunk plays, and we're going to make things happen. We're going to have some turnovers mixed in there, but we're going to be aggressive. Jameis, at least from we saw last week – was able to maximize that aggression without really, you know, one interception early on in that game, but really not that many mistakes to go with it. I, he's a big game hunter, man. I, I I love watching him play. You know, Dirk Hutter wants to push the envelope offensively. They want to push the ball down the field. They got a basketball team on the perimeter, Austin Savari and Jenkins, the two big guys, and Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. They pushed the ball down the field, and Jameis Winston has always thrived when he had that opportunity. Did it at Florida State. He's continued to do it in Tampa. I love the direction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're kind of one of those sleeper picks that we're going to look up Maybe they win 10 games. Um, he's playing lights out. They continue to get some contributions from the run game, be it Doug Martin, Charles Sims. They Sims a nice team. job out of the backfield. By the way, my uh, last fantasy nugget for the day here, the name of my fantasy team, it's an election year, so I wanted to kind of go off of you know something oh, yeah. buzz, buzzy from the, from the election year. So I want to get your feedback on this. Give me a grade. The name of my fantasy team, make Cameron Braid again. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Like I like it. I, I, I give that uh, A. I'll give it an A. Thank you. It's very yeah. creative. Yeah, it's, that. it's I take creative. back the mean I'm things a big, I said about your, your uh, sweatshirt. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a big punny guy. Anytime you could have Yeah, somebody said, like, dude, you know, pun, punny uh, uh, or puns for fantasy names aren't cool anymore. No, and no. I said, if they're not cool, I don't want to be cool. Yeah, you know? I don't want to be cool, and I don't want to play fantasy. Last year, my Last year, my team name was Tannehill Street Blues. Nice, yeah, nice. I'm, I, I go on uh, fake football names, so yeah, like like the the West Canaan Coyotes or, or the oh, Blue Mountain go. State Goats. Oh. <laughs> Blue Mountain. <Dice. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that show. All right, uh, Buck. What do we got here? We've got Jags Jaguars and Jags and Chargers. Who's going to emerge and replace the production that the Chargers are going to lose here with Keenan Allen? Where's that football going to go? I think Hunter Henry becomes a bigger part. Um, I thought he was going to be a bigger part of the offense with Stevie Johnson going to the sideline. I think he has to be a big part of the offense now. Without Keenan Allen, you need someone that can control the field and do all the dirty work in between the numbers. I think he's the guy that gets it. I like some of the other players they have. Travis Benjamin has shown up. But they need a big, consistent presence. I think you can see a lot of their offense run through Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry. Yeah, I'm uh – yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I, Travis Benjamin, I think, with what he he gives you, I mean, they kept throwing him so many smoke screens last week. I like to see him get let him push get it, down the field a little, field bit. A little yeah, bit more. Yeah, push it down the field a little bit. So that'll be a challenge for them just to kind of get a little bit more comfortable. Philip Rivers, you feel bad for him. Uh, another name though, Tyrell Williams. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, uh, that's like one of your fantasy focus guys. There you right? go. Um, somebody keep an eye on. All right, Falcons, Raiders. Hmm. Let's see. Okay, after a slow start, do we still believe that the Raiders can have a top-ten defense? 
Well, it's a tough matchup against the Saints last week, and now you're going to see another passing game that can give you some trouble here with Julio Jones, and we saw Muhammad Sanu get loose last week. Um, yeah, it starts with their pass rush. they got to get, get home a little bit more, and I think the loss that we talked about being underrated loss for this defense, Mario Edwards Jr., is a, is a key cog up front, and I think that kind of freed up Khalil Mack and company. That's a big loss, yep. but I, I do think this week their secondary – Sean Smith struggled last week. Yeah, it's a lack of speed. Brandon Cooks ran right past. Him. I think so. I think this is a race. It's a race. Can they get home in time up front with their front before they get exposed on the back end? Now, when I look at the offensive line of the Falcons, I think they're a little bit vulnerable there. So I think this week we see them get home. They're going to give up a couple big plays down the field, either to Sanu or Julio Jones. But I think you see their front control the line of scrimmage a little bit more this week, which I was a little disappointed they did last week. But Drew Brees, hey, the guy gets the ball out quick. That's what he's known for. They couldn't quite finish the deal. I think they get home on Matt Ryan in this game. Yeah, I think they get home. I think also playing in front of the home fans, I think there's a bit of an intimidation factor playing in the black hole. Uh, the physicality of the Raiders and how they play could take a toll on the Falcons by the end of this game. All right, we've got the uh, the Falcon, or sorry, we got the Colts and the Broncos here, Buck, and, uh, and this one for you. We saw last week, I know they lost the game, but we saw Andrew Luck put up a bunch of numbers. I think he had four touchdowns, no picks, and uh, they got they got, gave up two sacks. But can we see this Colts offense out? You know, they're going to win. Can they win the game? Can they, can they win, put up enough points in this game to beat Trevor Simeon in the Broncos? I know it's kind of a generic question, but just offensively, can they get loose against this Broncos defense? I think they can put up enough points. I think the magic number is 21. I think if they get to 21 points, that means they did, it's on part of a winning effort. I don't see the Broncos team being a team that scores a lot of points, even though the Colts' defense is more to the middle of the pack, to the bottom third of the league. I think they're still physical enough to maybe stand up and slow down the run and put the game back on Trevor Simeon's shoulders. In the end, Trevor Simeon finds a way to get it done. I just think this is a low-scoring affair as opposed to a shootout. See, I think I yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I think the Colts are going to score some points in this game. Andrew Luck is dialed in. I think their offensive line is better. They're not going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be one-dimensional, which is normally what you'd not want to do against the Broncos. But I still think they generate points and yards in the passing game. But when you flip it over, do you remember going back when the Colts lost to the uh, to the Patriots in in the mm-hmm. playoffs several years ago, and the Patriots with Legarrette Blunt just jammed the ball down their throats? They have so many injuries. The Colts do. I think at the end, the last drive of the game, I think I'd heard that they had seven of their projected starters were not in the lineup. So they're depleted. Yeah. So even though I think the Broncos are going to be pretty one-dimensional, I think they could just run the ball right down their throats. I think the Broncos win this game. I think it's a little more high scoring than we anticipate. Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to try and jam it down their throat, and they're going to take some shots. Regardless of whether Demar- Demarius Thomas plays or not, Emmanuel Sanders should have a favorable matchup on the outside. I think this is a game that plays right into the Broncos' hands. All right, Packers-Vikings. Whew, this is a tough one because there's a part of me that wants to say go pack go all the time. So I am going to say, is this the week where we see Sam Bradford at the starting quarterback? Yes. Yeah. You made you trade a first round pick for him. He's had a couple weeks now to get the get the offense down. Not gonna ask him to do a whole lot. I'll tell you what, I, I, I like what I saw from the Vikings last week, and I think you're starting to see a very talented defense. That's if my if I'm Mike Zimmer, this is my speech to my football team. Look, we we lost Teddy Bridgewater. But we've been aggressive. We've brought in Sam Bradford, who we think can play at that same level. But let's let's just forget about the quarterback. Let's forget about the offense completely. Yep. We saw a team win the Super Bowl last year with a dominant defense that literally 
put the offense on a backpack and carried them <laughs> to a Super Bowl trophy. Absolutely. We can do the same thing. And I think you saw that last week with their defense generating two touchdowns. They got that look to them, and this is a defense. I don't care. Adrian Peterson, okay, well, you get you know 50 yards. Who cares? We're going to win the football game on our side of the ball. I think the Vikings make a statement first game in their new stadium. I think their defense gets after the Packers in this game, and they win Sam Bradford's first start. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is a very interesting game because there are a lot of people that have kind of made Green Bay the popular choice to be the Super Bowl representative from the NFC. I just wonder if they're physical enough to deal with they're a team get like the Vikings. They're going to get tested in this one. And so I know they have Eddie Lacy in the backfield, but I just think the Minnesota Vikings, that front seven, that defense, they're going to knock him around a little bit, and they're going to put it on Aaron Rodgers to see if he can handle in the passing game. And I know Jordy Nelson came back and they were better, but look, Aaron Rodgers still only threw for 199 yards. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we thought that offense was going to return to 2014 and they were going to light it up. They didn't do that, so I'm concerned. I'm going to go to Vikings in this one as well. This Vikings defense, you look at all three levels, there are playmakers everywhere. Playmakers everywhere, and they're a little Speed. salty. A little salty. they got a little attitude. The coach does a good job of stoking the fire a little bit. Um, I like this team. I mean, this is a team that I still think, regardless who plays quarterback, Sam Bradford or whoever, I believe they still have a legitimate shot of being a Super Bowl team just because the way that defense is built. Eagles, Bears, Carson Wentz, keep it rolling. I think so. I was really impressed with Carson Wentz when I looked at the tape. And something that stood out to me when I watched it, he was 9 for 11 on throws that covered more than 10 yards, air yards. Um, He did a great job of pushing the ball down the field. He took the plays that were there. They set him up for those home run shots, and he delivered. As long as he stays in his lane and does that, does it by design, does it as a systematic approach to attack the defense, the Eagles would be fine. I think they should be ecstatic about their young quarterback and how he performed. Yeah, three things. I think the three keys for a young quarterback like Carson Wentz to get him comfortable, I thought they, they exceeded in all three goals. Number one, you get him on the move outside a little bit. Yep. You can get plain sight lines. It simplifies everything. Check. They got that done. Some quick passing within the pocket, some pre-snap reads, not asking to think too much after the snap. Get the ball out, quick out, slants, whatever. They got that done. Yep. And then number three, the screen game. You're gonna try and you want to try and attack us with blitz. We're gonna attack you right back with the screen game. They did that with Sproles. No, did a great job. Great play design. Great game plan. Way to kind of build it around your young quarterback. And then they get a bonus day to prepare to get ready for the Bears. Carson Wentz should play at a high level, even though he's on the road. I expect him to continue to play at a high level. All right, that's that's it for the NFL. We went through every game there. We tried to go as fast as we could, but give you some nuggets. Sully is uh, is knows that now we've transitioned to the college side of things. We've got our Big Ten games here, not the Big Ten Conference, but the uh, the Big Ten overall top ten matchups in college football. We're going to make our picks here, guys. Uh, Bucky, let's uh, let's start off here. Florida State, number two at number ten, Louisville. Who you got? I'm going to go with Florida State, but I'm going to put a disclaimer on this. Anyone that is looking for the next generation of quarterbacks, they need to tune into this game. With Francois, DeAndre Francois, going against Lamar Jackson, two athletic guys with big arms, uh, tremendous talent. They're going to be showcasing their respective offenses. Keep a close eye on this, but I think Florida State's defense is too good. I like them. I like the way they're playing up. Speaking of, speaking of FSU, have you seen the uh, A Season With yet on Showtime? No, but my, my uh, you know, have you watched it all? I bet uh, you they probably the show my episode. buddy. So my their director of football operations, Mark Robinson, was mm-hmm. my backup center at oh, App State. So I'm sure he's probably Probably all over that. Thing. Yeah, he's he's they they did a great job. They're they're all up in 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 their business. That's like, pretty like cool. Jameis Winston's halftime speech that, that went viral. Like oh. it, it was 
they're down and out, and Jameis just gets up and fires him up. And look what happened. Yeah, you know? that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, I, I'm going to go. Look, there's no Jameis Winston on this football team, Bucky. There's no Derwin James who's hurt. Uh, last time they were there, I believe it was the last time they were there, Louisville jumped out to a huge lead, and Jameis kind of stormed kind of back. brought him back. And they won. No Jameis Winston this time. I picked Florida State to win the national championship, which I'm sticking by. But Stick they're going to do that. it. They're going to do it with one loss because they're going to lose to Louisville this week. Whoa! Who you got, who you got Sully? Whoa! I got to go with FSU. Okay. I'm going with FSU on the road. Nice pick, though. Kent, uh, Kent, nice Kent, pick. Kent behind the glass went Louisville, so he's with yep. me on that. Yeah, he's, right, he's with you. Whoa. Now the, the, my my nice. favorite matchup and uh, Kent get Ken a headset here real quick so he can pop on oh, here. Yeah. He's a Miami guy. We've got Miami number twenty five in the country at App State. Bucky, go ahead, stick the dagger in my heart one more time. Who are you picking? Well, I mean, I want to make sure that I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm 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 trying to do your favor. I'm gonna go with Miami because I know if I pick Miami, Appalachian will play them close, and I think they'll be able to fall on some of those walls. I'm going with the Canes. Ugh. Well, you know Canes where I'm going. I'm going with my alma mater, App State. I think our defense is going to give them trouble. Uh, we got four linebackers. I think they all end up playing in the next level, Buck. And uh, I think they give the Canes some trouble. I'm a little bit worried about that downhill run game from Miami. Brad Kaya, for, for all the hype, um, I know everybody, you know, I, I, I don't think he's going to go off against us. I'm just worried about them running the ball straight at us. That's my concern there. Kent, what, uh, how confident are you on a level of 1 to 10 of your Hurricanes going and playing my Mountaineers and pulling out a win? Probably about a 3. Okay, that's that makes me feel good. I still have a lot of concern about Miami's front seven. They lost their best pass rusher, their best linebacker, and on top of things, Brad Kaya. I think he needs to improve quite a bit. You guys have a good, yeah. You guys have a really good defense. I think for Miami's sake, limit the turnovers, establish the running game early. If they can use that, go play action. I like their chances. I think they need to go deep a few times, but nonetheless, I think if Miami wins, it's a really close win. But I'm worried. There's a lot of kids from South Florida that have never seen anything like Boone, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and they're going to show up at noon Eastern, and they're going to look and wide-eyed and say, we might not be able to do this. So I really hope they come focused. I think the best thing that happened to them was App State playing Tennessee close yeah. because now Miami's not going to just go in and think they'll roll over them. I'll tell you, Bucky, they walk in that stadium, and we play that the clip of Sean Connery saying, welcome to the Rock. Welcome to the rock. And then we crank we we crank a little uh, back in black and then you know they don't Ooh. they don't know is it a blackout on at the rock? Uh, we're wearing all black. All black. We wore we had our white out last week. Nice. So nice. we're uh, I don't know if the if the crowd's coming all black, but uh, how, yeah. I, look, I, I think it it uh, it's going to be a good football. I'm game. taking Appy State though. There you go, Sully. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. I got about. to jump got on board. To. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm going to be cheering hard. All right, you just got to raise. All right, let's go, <laughs> Buck. North Dakota State at number thirteen, Iowa. This seems like a gotcha. This seems like. North Dakota State snatches someone down every year. But this time, I'm going to say that Iowa State finds a way to fend them off. This is Iowa. Very, very, Iowa very, State. This I is mean, Iowa. 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 Iowa finds a way to fend them off. I'm going to say Iowa gets it done. It's going to be close. Oh, man. This is this is killing me here. It's juicy. I want it. I, I am. You know what? I've, I've lost going bold. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm bringing up the rear here with our with – our, uh, this team doesn't know how to lose, Buck. The North Dakota State doesn't know how to lose. Number 13 in the country – Let's get some. The, the, oh, bison. Oh, I'm going with the bison. Bison. Wow. Yes. Yes. I'm I'll gonna, go I Iowa. might set a record for just bison for these picks. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, Ole Miss. There is no way on God's green earth Alabama's losing them for the third time. I'll take Alabama. I got Bama. Uh, trivia question. Who's the only quarterback to beat Nick Drew Brees. Yep. Next. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't even so, I got, shouldn't, even, I shouldn't even tried you on that who one. Who you got, Sully? Uh, I'll take Bama. 
Yeah, but Kent's got Bama as well. Kent, by the way, had Iowa, so I was a lone wolf on North Dakota State. Yep. Oregon at Nebraska. We've been saying it, but sneaky good game. It could be a statement win for Nebraska and Mike Riley if they could somehow pull this out. Very familiar from his time at Oregon State going up against Oregon. Um, I'm going to go Royce Freeman and Oregon on the road, but I think this is a really close game. Really close game, but I'm going shucky, ducky, quack, quack. Let's go <laughs> Royce that? Freeman. Doing it. What do you got? Hey, there? What do you got there? Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. I'll go. I'll go Oregon too. All right. Kent, Kent's going Nebraska. I think Kent's killing us in this thing. By the way, I should probably. We're, we're tied. Should, we're tied. Oh, you guys are both tied. Yeah, Godly, yeah. I hate both I you guys. All right. Pit, pit at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State again coming off that brutal loss last week, which shouldn't have lost to be quite honest. Pitt, Oklahoma State, Bucky. It's on the road. Stillwater. What you got? Cowboys. I'm gonna go. Uh, man, I want to go Pitt. Everything tells me to go Pitt, so I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. I'm gonna go Pitt. I'll go Pitt in the upset. I, I think I'm gonna uh, hate myself for that because I want to pick Pitt so bad. But you just figure, coming off that I, loss, they can't lose. Anymore. They look good last week too against Penn State. They, the, James Connors. Uh, they're getting that run game going. Let's uh, let's go Pitt. All right, Kent's got Oklahoma State. Sully could pick one up there. Texas A&M at Auburn. Kent's going with Auburn, Bucky. I'm going to go ahead and lean towards Texas A&M on the road getting a win here. I think Texas A&M is legit this year. I think they find a way to get it done. Christian Kirk will have three tubs. Woo! All right, Sully, what you Three got? tubs this week. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's the Fire Gus uh, websites are going to be firing up after this week. You got the Aggies? I got the Aggies. Uh, Kent with Auburn there. So Kent's going to – he can just pull out a huge lead this week. He's confident he right there too. Uh, Ohio State, Oklahoma, big game of the week. Number three, Ohio State at number 14, Oklahoma. Buck, what do you got? Buckeyes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I got the Buckeyes as well. I think there's a lot of talent at Oklahoma. I just think when you look at Ohio State, young guys starting to grow up a little bit, and Urban Meyer, I will take him in a big game every single time. Take him in a big game all day, every day. But if you're going to pay attention to the matchups, look at those running backs, Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Versus Raekwon, the chef, McMillan. There I like go. this game. That's a big one. I right. like this. So I've got Ohio State. You've got Ohio State. Sully? Ooh, I hate to do it. I hate to put my trust in these guys. Uh, but I'm feeling Baker Mayfield back. You're going big game, Bob? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> big game, Bob. Uh, backed in the corner. Got to win this one. Think uh, so? to stay. Yeah, you don't think thinking. You don't think Tom Herman picked up the phone to call Urban and be like, yeah. hey. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they, the they definitely – they're definitely talking. Here's the recipe for they're knocking them out. They're definitely talking. They're definitely talking, but I, I think uh, with, with OU backed in the corner, they got to win this one. I, I'm picking them at home. Oh, man. I, you know, Kent's with us at Ohio State. I, I feel – I actually feel pretty good about that. Maybe I'm my, my gut's way off here, but I think Ohio State's going to be just fine. Uh, I think Michigan, they will too, but uh, I'm picking But you're OU. picking against yeah. them. Done. <laughs> All right, Michigan State at Notre Dame. There are so many good good games this week, Buck. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame's quite as talented overall as a football team as, as people maybe give them credit for being. I saw them play against Texas. Didn't look like uh, the Notre Dame team I saw last year, just in terms of NFL-type dudes. Michigan State on the road, though. Well, you know, this is one of those ones where I'm kind of I'm kind of screwed because Michigan State seems to make sense to me, but I picked Kaiser to win the Heisman, and he can't do it if they lose another marquee game like this early in the season. So I'm going to go Deshaun Kaiser and Notre Dame at home. Kaiser. I'm going with him. I'm all about Irish. Yeah, I think so. I think they found a way to, to, to get back on track as bad as they um, played a little bit. I think if Deshaun Kaiser plays the entire time against Texas, they yeah, win. they would have. Now I'm he's a starting you. quarterback. I think they attack Michigan State. No, right. love for, no love for MSU. I'm going ND, too. 
All right, that, we clean sweep, huh? Clean sweep, but that's when that's when normally when Michigan State rises up when nobody's talking about them. I also oh. want Indy to win, so uh, game day goes to Tennessee, Florida. Oh, uh, of course, <laughs> selfish reasons. All right, <laughs> USC at Stanford traditionally has been a a really really good game. Last year, Stanford got after them pretty good. USC had leads in the second half of both those games, and Stanford just pulled away and boat raced them. Who you got, Buck? Uh, I'm going to take Stanford in this one. I think we are going to see a crisis in L.A. when USC loses this one. Yeah, you know what? I've said In it, this office. I've said it before. I <laughs> grew up in Southern California, and uh, USC is my team. I don't – you know, like a, that's the one team I try and watch every week. I don't have NFL rooting interest anymore. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. You grew up a Cowboy fan, but that all goes away when you work for other teams. So I just watch for friends. College football, I, I have one team that I like to see win every week, and it's USC, and they have no shot at winning this game. Other than Appy State, of course. Well, yeah, App State, that's that's obvious. That's a, but USC, when I've watched both their games on tape already, and it's funny because the narratives that just kind of get reproduced out there, right, underachieving, right, ultra-talented, ultra, ultra talented, underachieving team – this team's not that talented. When you go study them, they're the NFL defensive lineman types. They have a nose tackle. It's a nice plugger. They don't have any edge rushers. They have Cameron Smith's a nice player at inside linebacker, but not a lot of speed at linebacker. Adore Jackson is a great player. Their safeties are very marginal. You take out Adore and Juju. The, and, then, and then Juju is a great weapon on the outside. But they got nobody else that they put on the field that can really run. The other receivers can't run. You got offensive line that's not good, not talented. I'm not talking about these guys aren't going to be a lot of these guys. Maybe they have one, one or two draft picks, and they're going to be late picks. So they're just wow. not. They're not that good. Wow! If I'm a Trojan fan, listen to this one. Make sure you direct all that that venom. No, I think that they're. Sticks. I think that they're with me. I think they. If you watch this team play, you'll say this is not. I mean, they've had teams in the past that have underachieved. Where are all the high draft picks on this team? They got two. They got two dudes. That's yeah. it. Stanford, big. 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 What do you got, Sully? Yeah, Stanford, big. Yeah. Christian yeah, McCaffrey, get two, two, does he get two, well. two, two bills? I think he goes 200. 200? I think he goes 200. See, I think he's going to – I don't think he gets 200 on the ground. I think that they're going to – Total yard. Clancy Pendergast is going to crowd the line of scrimmage, but when they get him isolated on those linebackers in the passing game, that's going to be some trouble. I think he's going to take one of the house on special teams. That could happen as well. Yeah. Adoree Jackson might as well, though. Yeah. Exactly. That's the SC's SC's chance to win this game. If they win, it'll be because they've had a big uh, return effort from Adore Jackson, and Stanford turns the ball over. That's their that's their shot. Well, I mean, we should see that the young quarterback. Let's see if the quarterback can hold up. Yeah, start number two for him. All right, that's uh, that's it. We went NFL. We went college. What? No homework for Sully this week. You still haven't finished your previous homework. Assignment. Yeah, I know. I know. It's tough. Uh, we're, we're the red tape having to cut through. You Sully, know? I don't know what kind of what kind of standards they have at Tennessee with, with homework and stuff. But you know, normally if homework. You have a, if you have a, a deadline, like yeah, you have to yeah get it's, it's all about it's all about football, at Tennessee. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bucky, hold, hold on. Before we end, before we end the show here, with our big game coming up against Miami. Uh, somebody tweeted this out from an App State account, so I had to uh, to retweet it. Let's just take in the call here, Buck, and enjoy a special moment in App State history. Oh, boy. 10-5. That's the upstate over Wake Forest. Last time I checked, Wake Forest plays in what conference, Buck? The ACC. The ACC. Yeah, what conference does Miami play in? The ACC. Let's go get them, boys. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. That's incredible. All right, let's let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Everybody, nice job. Kent's throwing up the U behind the glass with absolutely zero confidence. 
Sully, nice work. Buck, uh, once again, next week we'll be back with two more episodes. Thanks for listening. Please download and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a comment on iTunes as well. We could use some of those. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.